Hello sports fans, this is my NFL podcast, my name is John, and I today am going to be hyping up the New York Giants, I'm going to be discussing playoff matchups, uh, the future of the Giants roster, the state of the NFC East in general, maybe talking about some Aaron Rodgers drama, and uh, I'm going to break down all these topics, and we're going to take a look at everything that's uh, coming up. So to begin with the Giants, um, first playoff berth in six years, potentially our first playoff win in 11 years on the horizon. I can't wait. I really can't wait. As a New Yorker, I've been waiting a long time for this. I'll, I'll Watch, I'll even put in my New York accent. I've been waiting a long time for this. The, the New York Giants, they're a great football team. Uh, 9-7-1 doesn't tell the full story. They got a nasty pass rush. The quarterback's been playing well. Saquon Barkley's been accelerating at unprecedented levels. This is a great team that I believe will go far, hopefully win a Super Bowl, and bring some glory back to New York. Oh, yeah, enough of that. Um, but I'll tell you what. They're a good team. They have a lot of holes in their roster, offensively, defensively. But at the end of the day, they're playing the Vikings. This is a Vikings team that has a porous defense. This is a Vikings team that Daniel Jones threw over 300 yards against last time they matched up. Saquon Barkley stomped them down in the run game. Uh, this is basically our best matchup in the wild card. Outside of playing like the Buccaneers, this is probably the easiest team we're going to play in the playoffs as far as, uh, well, talent-wise. And uh, basically, look at the Cowboys, look at the Eagles. That's two big-time divisional games. They know us, we know them. Those could go either way, but I would lean towards the Eagles or the Cowboys winning either of the matchups if we end up playing them in the playoffs. They're just very complete teams. While coaching is arguably up for debate, I don't think anyone thinks Mike McCarthy is a top-tier head coach in the league anymore. I still would take the Cowboys over the Giants in a head-to-head contest again, just surely because of talent. But, like 07, you never know what could happen. I will always return to that like 07 point because I really genuinely believe that it's football. Any given Sunday, anything can happen, and I'm rooting for the Giants. So let's see what happens. So with that being said, let's jump into the playoff matchups for this year. Uh, Representing the AFC this year in the playoffs will be the Jaguars, Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, Dolphins, Bills, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs will be having a bye week due to their one-seed status. So, let's break down each of the matchups. Jaguars-Chargers. Unfortunately for the Chargers, Mike Williams hurt himself in the game against the Broncos. This, I... I mean, I'm not a Chargers fan. I actually have a friend who's a Chargers fan, and he was telling me that this game was meaningless for the Chargers, which I... I makes me question why why play starters? What what was the the rationale? Why would you put your starters at risk of injury if there was no way you could benefit? And not for nothing, I understand. It's a division game. You want to win this game. It's the Broncos, it's the Chargers. It's a classic rivalry. Of course you want to win. But Mike Williams is crucial to the success of this Chargers team. When he's on the field, he is an unbelievable athlete. He is arguably a top 10 receiver in the league when he's healthy. And he he can make circus catches. He, he's a big man that can play for the ball. I mean, the fact that he will be a game-time decision is unbelievable. I, I mean, really, if, if you want to talk about throwing a season away... That is a damn fine way to do that, letting your one receiver get hurt. I mean, Keenan Allen is a great receiver, too. Austin Eckler, they have a lot of talent on offense. And regardless of Mike Williams' status, I would expect the Chargers to put up a fight. But this is a huge blow. A huge blow to a star-studded offense with Justin Herbert at quarterback. I don't think is appropriate. I don't think is... It just it takes the level of competition down. Because I want to see this Chargers team at full strength, playing this Jaguars team at full strength. I don't want to see the, oh, Mike Williams is hurt and Joey Bosa's hurt Chargers. Oh, and Joey Bosa's hurt. Yeah, that's that's another one. My God, like, how did you let this happen? Brandon Staley, uh, you know, you've made a lot of questionable decisions as a head coach, and I, I've never coached 
at any level, in any sport. But I can say this right now. When you have a chance at the playoffs and the playoffs are on the line and you have nothing to gain by playing your starters in a meaningless Week 18 game, you can play the game, and I would understand the reasoning. You know, you want these guys to be fresh. You don't want these guys to slack off. But, I mean, limited snaps maybe. Do something. You don't want these guys going full strength in a situation where they can get injured and potentially jeopardize a playoff run. Not making the playoffs and, and doing poorly in the playoffs, that's what gets coaches fired. That's why you want a coach that's going to take care of your team. You need a coach that's going to make the decisions that are best for your team, popular or unpopular. You have to be decisive. You have to understand the risks involved with every one of your decisions. And two star players getting hurt before the playoffs is it's a travesty. And it's really a damn shame because I really do like this Chargers team this year. And I think they could have went further. In terms of you know regular season wins, I, I think the the what they got beat down by the Jaguars already, didn't they? In the regular season, unless I'm I, I'm misremembering, uh, yeah, Jacksonville won thirty eight to ten in week three against the Chargers. I mean that was a beatdown. That was an absolute beatdown. The Giants beat the Colts thirty eight to ten, and that was a beatdown. Thirty eight to ten is not a close game. You need this Chargers team at full strength if you're going to beat this Jaguars team. You shouldn't be messing around. I, I don't like the decision by Brandon Staley. That's my opinion. I'm going to stick with it. If you want to play your starters in a meaningless game, go ahead. Go ahead. I You know, there's there's something to be said for playing competitively and wanting to win every game you can compete in. I understand that. But at the end of the day, look at the situation around the league. This is not a time to be messing around and potentially jeopardizing playoff chances. I mean, stuff like this gets you fired. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers go one and done because they don't have their starters. I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Staley is on the hot seat. I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Staley gets fired, necessarily. I mean, this is a good Chargers team that has been underperforming all year. And this is like the icing on the cake at this point. As for the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert, uh, I mean, this is a great matchup in terms of quarterback level of play. Trevor Lawrence, he's been slinging it recently. I know it wasn't his best showing against Tennessee, but Trevor Lawrence can play football. We all knew this when he was coming into the league. We all knew this as of recently. And, pardon me, my phone was not on silent. And Trevor Lawrence, he's a great quarterback. He can do things athletically that not many quarterbacks can do. He can throw an excellent deep ball. He, he throws a little over, over his receiver sometimes. I've noticed that uh, he, he throws a little high sometimes. But this is, this is Trevor Lawrence. This is not, you know, Joe Schmo. You know? This guy can play football. You don't want to underestimate Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a gritty team that has fought a, a lot of one-score games this year. And if a few things went their way or went went a different way they would be they would have had the the AFC South locked up before they did this is a good Jaguars team do not be fooled do not be fooled they have talent they have ability i mean Etienne fantastic runner Lawrence fantastic passer they're an athletic team, and Doug Peterson, he won a Super Bowl. Let's let's not forget that. That This is a Super Bowl-winning coach on the sideline, okay? So, I don't know. I could see this game going either way. I think the Jaguars have a coaching advantage. I think the Jaguars, while Justin Herbert is a phenomenal quarterback, and I would I would argue Justin Herbert is a is a prettier thrower of the ball. I think I think his when he's on and he's throwing lasers, I mean there's really not many quarterbacks that can actually compare to him. Outside of what Allen, Mahomes, I mean there's not there's not too many quarterbacks that can compare to him right now. Batila, fantastic athlete. Doug Peterson, fantastic coach. Um, the Chargers have Brandon Staley, who has been making questionable, questionable decisions as of late. I would not be surprised at all if the Jacksonville Jaguars win this game, and I would pick them to win this game. That being said, the Chargers will make it interesting. This is Justin Herbert in the playoffs. They should make this game interesting. I would not expect this to be a 38-10 beatdown again. 
Oh boy, for our next AFC matchup, we will have Joe Shiesty Burrow versus the shitty crumbling Blackbirds, also known as the Baltimore Ravens. While I do like the Ravens, I think their defense is decent, good. I mean, a lot of talent, you know, a lot of talent on that defense. Cannot lie, cannot argue with that. The offense, for years, has been an issue. The offense has been riding on Lamar Jackson making crazy play after crazy play for the past two years, three years, with relatively little receiver help, running back help. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, good back, excellent back, but he's not an over-the-top Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, um, Nick Chubb. He's not He's not of that tier. He's a strong runner, but he's not of that tier. Gus the Bus Edwards, again, not of that tier. A strong runner, a good back. But I don't think that's going to carry a Tyler Huntley. I mean, who's starting? Is it Anthony Brown again? Lamar will most likely not be playing this game. And if Lamar doesn't play, I, I, I can't see the Ravens winning at all. I mean, I don't know. It, it, a tweet by Lamar recently. Uh, thank you for every everyone can concerning my injuries. Blah blah blah. Hopefully we still have a chance. I mean, you know, Lamar. I do you want to play? Are you playing? I I don't know. I would love to find out because the fate of your franchise at this point relies on you playing. If Lamar plays, even so, I would still pick the Bengals to win this game because they have more talent offensively than I think the defense of the Baltimore Ravens can handle if their offense is not producing. And even with Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens have had offensive woes this year. Without Lamar Jackson, oh, they have no chance. They they actually have absolutely not a chance. Zero. No. No. This will be a Cincinnati Bengals blowout if Lamar Jackson does not play. And if Lamar Jackson does play, well, I, anything can happen at that point, but I, I mean, at this point, if I'm Lamar Jackson, right, this is a Ravens organization that has given money to many different positions. I mean, Roquan Smith just got paid $100 million, right? Lamar Jackson's got to be asking, where's my money, right? So if Lamar is going to risk his career based on playing on an injury that is not, I mean, it's a knee injury. It's a serious injury. You don't want to re-aggravate that or make it worse and then go into the contract year talks. Uh, you know, I mean, this is an off season where you're going to have to either re-sign or let Lamar Jackson walk for Baltimore. Right now, it's looking like they're going to let him walk. Why would they not have paid him at this point? Why Why are you letting this happen? Why Why, why are you not securing the future of your of your franchise at this point. If I'm Baltimore, I would have signed Lamar Jackson a few weeks ago. Obviously, he got hurt, and that kind of jeopardized things. Lamar's playing for his career at this point. And if Lamar doesn't want to play for the rest of this season, and he wants to chalk up the playoffs, and he wants to just be able to be fresh for next season when he's on a new team, I understand that. I don't necessarily like the decision, though. I mean, this is this is your team, man. Like You, you know, you ball for these guys. You play for these guys. You should be going to the playoffs, and if you're healthy, you should be able, you should try and perform to the best of your ability, regardless of contract situation. I understand you want to make your bag. Getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars a year, that's great. But for the love of the game, wouldn't you want to see your, you know, your brothers, your teammates succeed with you? I don't know. I, I mean, I. I... It's it's a difficult situation because Lamar Jackson is not stupid for making his decision though. I mean, really, the Ravens have not helped him out. They haven't got him any receiving talent. They haven't gotten him any real offensive line, you know, beasts besides Tyler what Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, who, who's there? Who's their tackle? Uh, name is leaving me, but uh, he's a solid solid player. You know, I mean, they have talent, but. They're not going over the top to make Lamar Jackson and develop Lamar Jackson. They're 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 asking Lamar to make crazy play after crazy play, which is, I mean, luck's gonna run out eventually. Get this guy a Randy Moss. Get this guy a Jerry Rice. 
find somebody. I mean, Chris Olave was a rookie. Uh, Garrett Wilson, a rookie. I mean, these are guys that they could have made plays to try and get, and they didn't. And, you know, granted, you're not always going to get lucky. You're not always going to get a nice receiver to fall to you, like like the Garrett Wilsons and the Chris Olaves of the world. But you got to try. you got to at least get something in free agency. There's been nothing. I don't see what the Ravens are going to do to keep Lamar around. And if the Ravens don't do anything, I, I, I'd say that franchise is in a serious question mark mode. As for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, great quarterback, probably one of the most accurate throwers in the league. Uh, maybe his mobility isn't, you know, at that level of Lamar Jackson, but he can throw it with anybody. And his mobility's not bad. I mean, he's not an old guy like Brady. One day he might be there, but that's not today. <sighs> The Bengals have way too much talent to lose this game. Even if Lamar's playing, the Bengals have too much talent to lose this game. Seriously. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd. uh, The offensive line is going to be a question mark coming into the playoffs, unfortunately, as it was last year. And Joe Burrow was able to reach the Super Bowl. I don't think winning this game should be a question I think it should be seen as a stepping stone to the division around for the Bengals. And honestly, I, I you know, I'm not trying to make the Ravens seem like scrubs because they're not. That is a good team in terms of defense. They they're they're the Baltimore Ravens are great, but they're not playing at the level they should. They're underperforming. The Bengals are playing right up to the level that they should be, which is dropping thirty something points a game. The Bengals are great right now. They should not lose this game. I would be surprised if they did. As for the Bills and the Dolphins, an uninspiring quarterback situation in Miami is leading me to believe that the Buffalo Bills will handily run away with this game. Uh, The Bills' defense, while not outstanding in terms of personnel has a lot of talent and they should definitely be able to to Scott to stop Skylar Thompson I mean this is a Dolphins team that dropped what six points going into the third against the Jets uh, with Skylar Thompson I I don't know I, I I really don't see it I don't see the Dolphins being able to pull out a win here Josh Allen's a great quarterback He'll make something happen. Uh, I mean, damn, Miami. I gotta say, I would have picked them for a Super Bowl contender or mid- middle of the season. They were, what, 8-3? and three? And they, they, they trundle into the playoffs. I, man, you, you know, you really gotta consider Tua. He's been such a big part of this organization over the past few years, such a talking point. And Tua, without Tua, the Dolphins are not playing well. I mean... Even if you could argue that Tua is not the reason for them, you know, being particularly successful, Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, a lot of receiving talent, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, I mean, talent, a lot of offensive talent, cannot be denied, but Tua was keeping it all together, Tua was letting them rock, Tua was, Tua was playing at a good, at a high level that you need to, to win in the playoffs, Skylar Thompson cannot do that, Teddy Bridgewater cannot do that. And as of right now, I would say Tua should be considering whether or not he continues to play in the NFL. I mean, he's had, what, two concussions this season alone? And he's had three concerning hits to his head, at least, that I can count? I mean, dude, you know, you're playing with your life at this point. You're playing with your life. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that he shouldn't play because, you know, who am I to say? You do what you want to do. It's your life, but... From a safety standpoint, I don't think anyone can argue that Tua is making a good decision in regards to his health if he ever sets foot on a football field again. And I know he wants to win. I'm sure he wants to win. He's a competitive guy. You know, his team is playing at a high level with him. I'm sure he wants more than anything else to be out there. But when your health is in jeopardy like that, I mean, is he ever? should he ever come back? I, I don't know. I, I, I would love to see Tua come back and never get hit in the head again and be able to live a long, happy, healthy career and have a, hell, a happy, healthy life, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Tua really needs to consider what's best for his life at this point, and the Miami Dolphins need to consider how they're protecting Tua because 
you cannot let your star quarterback be taking hits like this and putting his life in jeopardy. As far as the Bills, they're dominant offensively. Diggs, Allen, Gabe Davis. I mean, you want to talk about Dawson Knox? Let's talk about Dawson Knox. The, the, these are the, a lot of players. A lot of players that can make plays all over the field. I mean, Josh Allen throws it like a fucking baseball. He's slaying that shit. I, I, I really can't see Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills losing to this Miami Dolphins team. It will be a tough contest. Maybe tougher than some people think. I, I mean, any any divisional... Uh, I'm sorry, any, you know, uh, interdivisional game in the playoffs, I, I would say is... Is never going to be a breeze, but I don't know. I mean, the Bills shouldn't keep this game too close unless they're making mistakes. The Dolphins have a talented defense, talented offense, but that quarterback, that is going to be the X factor. So I'm excited to see how the Dolphins perform without their star quarterback. Uh, and I am very, I mean, I would anticipate a Buffalo win, but you never know. You never know in this league. So I would say I expect Buffalo to win, but... I wouldn't be surprised if Miami can make a play or two that keeps things interesting going into the fourth. Representing the NFC in the playoffs this year, we have the 49ers versus the Seahawks. We have the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. And we have the New York Football Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. And we have the Philadelphia Eagles who have secured a first round by by getting the one seed. So let's break it down. Uh, let's start here with 49ers Seahawks. Oh boy, Brock Purdy's first start in the playoffs. I could not have imagined Brock Purdy emerging as the threat that he is, but the guy can play. The guy can play football. Credit where credit's due. The man has an arm. He's got some talent. I mean, really, look at that. Who would have thought? I wouldn't have thought. If he can play at the same level Jimmy Garoppolo was playing at when they made it to the Super Bowl, which I I wouldn't say is exceedingly high of a level in terms of, you know, NFL comparisons, this 49ers team should go far. Let's not discount Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's a smart coach. Pete Carroll knows how to call a defense. Pete Carroll knows what he's doing. He's been in the league for over two decades. I mean, this is a guy who, who's built his reputation on being able to break down an offense. The only issue is I don't know if the Seahawks have the manpower. The Seahawks could barely beat the Rams. And the Rams are fucking terrible. Um... I mean, the Niners' defense is playing outstanding, and Geno Smith is the Seahawks' quarterback. Not to knock Geno. He's been playing very well this year. But if you take Tyler Lockett and DK out of the equation with good defensive scheming and you can figure out a way to to harass Geno, Geno will make mistakes. That's a given. And this is not a 49ers team that you can take for granted. I mean, well, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Brock Purdy's slinging the rock right now. I, I mean, offensively, George Kittle. They, I mean, crazy, crazy amounts of talent. This 49ers team has been rolling. I, I do not expect the Seahawks to win. However, I will be rooting for them because as a Giants fan, I would much prefer to play the winners of the Cowboys-Bucks game than play the Eagles if we end up winning uh, against Minnesota. So... I, I mean, the Seahawks shouldn't be counted out. It's a divisional game. You never want to count out a divisional opponent in a divisional game, but I really can't see the Seahawks winning here unless, I mean, really, Tariq Wollin, it's going to come down to the stars, K-9, Tariq Wollin, Geno, Tyler Lockett, DK. Who's going to make a big play that can keep them in this game? That's what I'll be looking for. Uh, 49ers, Really, just keep doing what you're doing, and you guys should beat most teams. Uh, I mean, really, that is a damn fine team, I gotta say. I would say it's a top three unit right now, based on the way they're playing. But, we'll see. I mean, Jared Stidham did put up points on them, so you never know. This is the NFL. You can never count anybody out. I will be watching that game with great interest, because I think while the 49ers have the talent to absolutely blow the doors off the Hawks, 
I think that this game should be more interesting than a lot of people think. I would say, if I was to guess a score, I don't know if I could guess a score. But if I was to guess a margin of victory, I would say that whoever wins this game will not, unless the 49ers blow the doors off the Hawks, which could happen, I don't expect it to happen. I would expect this game to be decided by a field goal. So, we'll see about that. Let's discuss the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. This, I think, is going to be the most interesting game of the weekend. It's also Monday Night Football, so I am particularly uh, excited for this one. Tampa Bay. Ups and downs. Maybe some more downs than ups this year. They have a losing record. Um, You can't count out Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's the one thing that I've learned watching the NFL for as long as I have. Never count out Tom Brady in the playoffs, especially when he has his offensive line getting healthy. He has his offense. I mean, Mike uh, Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin. He's got pieces that he can throw to. He's got guys that can get open. He's got, I mean, Kate Otten's not a great tight end, but he can, he can play. I mean, these guys can play. The Bucks can win games. We've seen it. We've seen how many Tom Brady fourth-quarter comebacks this year. Not trying to knock Brady. I mean, they weren't exactly the prettiest comebacks. But the Bucks can play. The Bucks can play. And I don't think anyone would count them out. And this is against a Cowboys team that has never looked more vulnerable. They just got the doors blown off them by Washington. By fucking Washington. I mean, it wasn't close. It wasn't close. It was a stomping. It was a shit show. Dak Prescott, pick six. Big surprise. I don't like the Cowboys. I'm not going to make it a secret. I'm not going to pretend to be unbiased. I don't like the Cowboys. I don't want them to win this game. I think the Cowboys are a one-and-done unit like they are in most years. That being said, you know what? They have a lot of talent. And the Bucks, the Bucks are vulnerable. Cowboys could win this game. If the Cowboys can get it together coaching-wise, if the Cowboys can get it together personnel-wise and make the plays they need to play, if Dak doesn't turn the ball over, the Cowboys could win this game. Easily. I think the Cowboys will make too many mistakes. I think the Cowboys do not know how to not make mistakes. I think the Cowboys give games away. And they just got embarrassed by Washington. Now, they're going into the playoffs. They're going to want to play hard. They're not going to want to make easy mistakes like they were making. I think you can do anything you want in terms of personnel. You can get C.D. Lamb. You can get Noah Brown, T.Y. Hilton. uh, Not Blake Jarwin. Who's the fucking guy? Uh, Not Dallas Goddard. Dalton Schultz? Dalton Schultz. That's who he is. Dalton Schultz. You can get these talented pieces. You can get... Parsons on defense, Diggs on defense. I mean, D-Law is playing at a high level as usual. If Dak Prescott can't get it together, that's going to be the X factor here. Because Dak is the key to victory. Dak has not played this badly in a long time. And I'm frankly surprised to see it. At this point, Dak, you got to get it together. Not just for your teammates' sake, but for your own sake. I mean, you are playing your way into a trade if you keep this sort of stuff up. So, Dak, you know what? If he plays well, Cowboys could easily win this game. But if he does not and he gives the Bucks too many chances, Tom Brady will, and I mean will, take advantage because he always has. He's made a career out of making people pay for their mistakes. Bucks are talented. Do not sleep on the Bucks. They're going to be getting a healthier defense come the playoffs, a healthier offense come the playoffs, and... This is not a team to take lightly. Jerry Jones knows it. And a win over Tom Brady, that would be big for the Cowboys. That would be big. I don't think they will do it. I do not like the Cowboys. I will not pretend to like the Cowboys, but I think they have a lot of talent. And while they should potentially win this game, I think the Bucks will be able to prevail based upon Dak Prescott making too many mistakes. So let's talk about the G-Men. The Giants, 9-7-1 with a negative point differential. Where have I heard of a record like that? Oh, yeah, it was 2011 when the Giants were 9-7, and had a negative point differential, and went on to beat the one seed in the AFC for a Super Bowl championship title. 
I'm not going to pretend like these two rosters are similar. The Giants had a star-studded defense back in 2011, and Eli Manning was playing at the highest level of his career. Daniel Jones is in the fourth year of his career and has just started to emerge playing as a high, at a high level. Excuse me. The offense is porous. The defense is porous. I, I, I mean, really, the offense has, I mean, Darius Slayton, wide receiver one. I, I mean, Richie James, maybe? Kenny Galladay? Isaiah Hodgins? Who, who is wide receiver one for the Giants? Nobody knows. It changes on a week-to-week basis. Hodgins can make plays. We know that. Hodgins can get open. We know that. Galladay really can't get open, but as we saw uh, in week 18, I mean, he can make a contested catch. So, uh, I mean, shit. Give him a chance. Let's see what happens. This Giants team has a buzz about it. They're dirty dogs on defense. I mean, this D-line, this pass rush can get to anybody. The only time we really struggled this year in terms of pass rush was the Detroit Lions. They have so much offensive talent that our pass rush couldn't get home and Jared Goff just had time to sit in the pocket and pick us apart. That is how the Vikings will win this game. If they win. I think we have a nasty enough pass rush to get to Kirk Cousins, to disrupt him, to make him miss his throws. I like the Giants' defense. I really do. They're not star-studded. They're not going to get picks all the time. They're not going to be making the biggest plays. But when they need to get to the passer, when they need to rush the quarterback, that is something they've been able to do excellently. I trust this defense. I trust this defense to get a stop. I trust this offense to score points. I trust this team to get the job done and keep it close as long as we can eliminate mistakes. I like the Giants in this game. I I will not say that the Giants are going to win definitively. Because you know what? The Vikings have so much more talent on offense than we do. And they can put up a firework display of offense. I mean, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook, KJ Osborne. I mean, these guys can play. Adam Phelan, he can play. Kirk Cousins. Not a bad quarterback. Putting up a lot of good numbers. Kind of all he does. I would like to see him uh, win a playoff game. I would not like to see him win a playoff game against us. That's all I can say. Giants Nation needs to rise up. Needs to get loud this weekend. Anyone traveling to Minnesota, please, please root your heart out for this team. Because this is something that we need in the New York area. We need a win over these Minnesota Vikings that we narrowly escaped. I mean, I'm sorry, that they narrowly escaped against us. Uh, what, uh, Christmas Eve? A 61-yard field goal by the kicker who had never hit that before? I mean, you know what? Sure. You know what? You take that win. The Giants will learn. The Giants are smart. They are well-coached. And so are the Vikings. I think this will be the game of the weekend. I think this will be a close game. I think whoever wins this game might not make it to the Super Bowl. But whoever win this, wins this game will prove that they are a legitimate threat in the NFC in years to come. Because, I mean, Minnesota, they had a lot of close games this year. They had a lot of nasty blowouts where they got their shit kicked in this year. The Giants, on the other hand, they really haven't experienced too much of that. The Giants will keep it close unless all things go to hell. The Vikings will not go away easily. This should be a great game. If I was to pick, my biased ass would pick the Giants to win maybe on a game-winning field goal. Because you know what? That's just how we like to do it. We like to keep it close. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings beat us. Because they have a lot of talent. They have good coaching. We have less talent. But we have also good coaching. And we have Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And Daniel Jones will put his body on the line for this team. We have seen it. Daniel Jones is fast. Daniel Jones can throw. Daniel Jones can throw to these practice squad receivers and make plays. So, as far as I'm concerned, Giants, don't write them off. Do not write the Giants off. Let's go, G-Men. Hopefully, we can take home a win this weekend. If not, hey, you know what? Credit to the Vikings because they are a good team. And more than any franchise, they've been snake-bitten for a long time. I can't say they don't deserve a win as well. So, whatever happens, happens. I think we'll play a good game against them. Hopefully the Giants win. But if Minnesota wins, can't say I'll be surprised. 
I will say the Giants win by a field goal, if anything. The future of the Giants is one that I would say is filled with uncertainty. Obviously, if Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones come together and go on a miracle run, win the Super Bowl this year somehow, they'll be getting a payday, and they will go down as Giants legends. More than likely, that will not happen, and I am prepared to deal with a loss when we do eventually lose in the playoffs, but I'll also keep my hopes up. Let's go G-Man, because you never know. Let's fucking 2007 the fuck out of this shit. Why not? Um, yeah, so Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, keeping them in town. Our cap space for next year, uh, $58 million, I believe. Saquon and Jones will eat into that a bit, I'm sure. I think Saquon and Jones are smart enough to realize that a team-friendly deal will allow us to build the roster the proper way. I think when we get free agents in the upcoming offseason, I think we'll be looking at receiving talent. I think we'll be looking at defensive back talent. And at that point, we just got to consider where do we spend the most money. I mean, you could argue that the receiving core needs the most help. I would say getting a few solid pieces at receiver could not hurt, but you could also build through the draft. I'm not completely sure who we would get in free agency. I know the Cardinals are trying to trade D-Hop. I mean, that would be great. I would love to see DeAndre Hopkins in uh, Giants blue. I think, especially with the emergence of the NFC East as a powerhouse, you need to have a lot of talent on offense if you're going to stay in these games. Oh, uh, but defensive talent, excuse me, should not be trifled with. I mean, I mean really, uh, you, you get a shutdown corner like a prime Revis, a sauce Gardner. I mean, these are these are guys that change the game. Do not overlook that kind of thing. Please, Giants brass, don't overlook a star corner. Because our defense could go from from dangerous to fucking scary if we have a star corner that they the, the enemies just cannot throw against. I mean, if you cannot throw against one of our corners, it cuts the field in half, and it basically changes the entire way our defense would work and would only help. Man, I don't know. I don't know. If I had to pick big receiver or big corner, I, I guess I'd have to go big receiver just because... This is an offensive league, and I want to see Daniel Jones succeed. So, Dan, let's get Daniel Jones some help. But a star corner should not be overlooked. So, let's hope our rookies also emerge. I mean, Cordell Flott, he's been playing okay for us recently. I, I've seen some improvement. Obviously, Adoree Jackson's going to be here for a little bit longer. So, I hope Adoree continues to play well. Um, our safeties need to develop a bit. But McKinney and Love, I mean, they're both leaders of this defense, and they're both smart guys. I mean, they both have what it takes to get the job done. So we'll see what happens. We have a lot of cap space. We have a couple free agents I think we really need to re-sign. Jones, Barkley, maybe Love. Um, obviously, moving on from Kenny Galladay would save cap space. That is more than likely going to be a possibility in the uh, the upcoming offseason. I wouldn't necessarily say it's definitive because, you know, I mean, obviously we know Kenny Galladay can play football. He has in the past. I don't think this organization particularly has him in a great light right now. I, I, you know, same thing happened with Kadarius Toney. I don't think, I think it was something that had to do with personality issues. I'm not really sure. But for whatever reason is, we got two picks for Kadarius Toney. We're probably not going to be able to trade Kenny Galladay. But if he goes out and balls in the playoffs, I don't see any reason why we couldn't get some value for him if we did decide to trade him. And if he goes out and balls in the playoffs, hell, he'll go down as a Giants legend if we end up winning a bowl with him. So, really, I mean, for guys like Kenny, just keep playing hard and we'll see what happens. Because honestly, I'd rather have a guy overperform and we have to keep him around and he maybe sinks a little bit back to the median level than just pick up a guy that we think is going to ball out and suck ass. Because at this point, we have Kenny. He knows our offense. He knows the team. We know what he was capable of. Why not let him see if he can be capable again? I like that touchdown pass, he, uh, touchdown reception he had against Darius Slay. I think that was a great catch. Don't let the Giants fool you. They are not built for sustained, long drives, uh, but they can do it when they need to. So, let's see what the Giants do this offseason. I would anticipate excellent roster building. Help for Daniel Jones. Ooh, excuse me. And uh, more than likely, I, I mean, the defense should be a strong suit by the end of the offseason.
So week 18 had a lot of interesting games. Um, I want to focus on the state of the NFC East right now and how they're positioned in the playoffs. Obviously, Washington did not make the playoffs, but I still want to talk about them because they're very interesting. Very interesting team. Probably the most interesting team in the division, if I'm being honest. So let's start off with Washington. They just beat the piss out of the Cowboys, right? Clearly an exhibition of their talent. I mean, this is a talented D-line. Excellent receivers. Excellent receivers. I mean, really, Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin, that's as good a duo as you're going to find in the NFL right now. As far as I'm concerned, they're great. They're really good. Very talented. Sam Howell, he looks pretty good. I mean, granted, he played one game, but he looked good in that one game. Washington, I don't know if you found your franchise QB. I would say that's really the missing link to your offense right now. But if Sam Howell can perform, keep him around. Because you need somebody that has more natural talent than Taylor Heineke, but with the same mentality and the same grit as Taylor Heineke. That's how you're going to win games. I really like Washington as a team. I feel like they're they're a very well-built roster. I would say maybe coaching was holding them back, maybe scheming. Something must have been holding them back. And if they get like a star DB and heightened quarterback play, that's a team to watch out for in the NFC. I will tell you right now, Washington has a team. They are not scrubs. Even though they missed the playoffs, they are not scrubs. And it's very obvious as far as I'm concerned. As far as their cap space in the future, uh, Washington will have $20 million in uh, in free cap space. Free agents, there's going to be a lot of them in terms of, uh, looks like D-linemen, O-linemen. Uh, they're going to have to let some people go. They're going to have to let uh, some pieces out. But really, the, the bulk of the team is, is on rookie deals, younger deals, and uh, team-friendly deals. They need to shore up the O-line, shore up the D-line, which is something that the... I mean, the D-line especially, they have relatively few issues with, but the O-line they need to shore up, make sure that not too many of their pieces get away, and maybe upgrade where they see fit. Quarterback play is really crucial for them, though. That's where they just need to nail the position, and I think Washington can be a top team in the league in a few years. I am so serious when I say that. I have a lot of respect for Washington. Dallas, on the other hand... Um, well, I don't have a lot of respect for Dallas as an organization, but I also think that, I mean, when you look at free agents like Dalton Schultz, Anthony Brown, uh, Anthony Barr, T.Y. Helton, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be scanning for depth at the receiver position. Anyway, you look at the corner position, uh, I mean, eventually they're going to have to pay digs, uh, Trayvon Mullen, Anthony Brown, you know, those are two guys that, again, you know, you're going to have to start looking at maybe someone else to go opposite Diggs. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch is going to be a free agent. Jason Peters is going to be a free agent. Um, really just <sighs> Dallas. I mean, the O-line needs to be solid. It's a good O-line, though. Regardless of losing a few pieces here and there, it'll be it'll be a good O-line. D-line is still solid. I can't, you know. Terrence Steele, I believe that's their left tackle. Maybe they bring him back. Any way you cut it, Dallas has a lot of talent. That being said, I really don't see them... I don't see them winning a title. I, I, I know everyone jokes about it every year. This year's our year, and they always Dallas can always put on a show. But it's going to come down to Dak, and right now they're locked in with Dak. I don't think Dak is the guy. I really don't. I haven't seen anything from Dak that makes me think he is a mile better than Daniel Jones in terms of just outright quarterback play yes Dak can throw the ball beautifully probably a little bit better than Jones can Dak is not as fast as Jones and while Dak is athletic Dak needs to make the right decisions Dak needs an offense that really complements him something seems to be off this year a lot of picks this year something's off something's wrong with the Dallas Cowboys and is it Dak maybe it's not all Dak but I mean they, they were playing safe comfortable football with Cooper Rush 
They're playing fast and loose with Dak, and they're living by it, and they're dying by it. And it's scary, because if you want to be taken seriously as a title contender, you can't be turning the ball over at that rate. I mean, the media was crucifying Patrick Mahomes last year, when in the beginning of the year he was throwing some picks. Picks happen. Not always going to be your fault as a quarterback. But you really have to do everything in your power to not turn that motherfucker over, or else you are going to be frowned upon and crucified by the media until you're ran out of town. And with an owner as emotional as Jerry Jones, I don't know if anything is secure in Dallas. I, I can't trust Dallas. I would expect them to be a competitive team for years to come, but who the fuck knows? I mean, they're really, uh, you know, very talented. A lot of young talent, a lot of, a lot of old talent. But it's the congregation of that talent and turning it into a, a well-oiled machine that I think they consistently fail at. Philly, probably the best-built team in the NFL right now. Uh, I mean, really, they have a top-ten pick, and they're the one seed in the NFC. That, that That's crazy. Uh, their GM has done a great job, Howie Roseman. He's an excellent GM. He won them their first Super Bowl, and he's about to be on the way to get in their second, as far as I'm concerned. Eagles are a great team. I... A lot of respect to the Eagles. I think their coach, I think Nick Sirianni is a bit of a a bit of a tool bag. I don't know, just the way he conducts himself. I don't really like him very much, but I think he's a good coach. Um, Jalen Hurts, love him, hard worker, good kid. I don't think he's perfect, but I think he's a damn good quarterback. He can play football. Uh, it's going to take a lot to overcome this Eagles team in the playoffs this year. And it's going to probably take a lot to overcome them in the future because this is an Eagles team that is constantly building for the future and somehow staying competitive and relevant while doing it. Give a lot of credit to uh, Howie Roseman, the GM. Give a lot of credit to this Eagles team. They are a great team. Eagles fans, cannot say I'm the biggest fan of how they uh, conduct themselves. Eagles coaching, cannot say I'm the biggest fan. Not even all the players, but, I mean, you know what? Jason Kelsey, love him. Jalen Hurts, love him. Lane Johnson, I mean, I love a good fucking solid O-lineman, I gotta tell you. Uh, on the, Their D-line is insane. Uh, who's their rookie? He's a fucking beast. I forget his name, it's leaving me. But, uh, I mean, wow, just a talented team. They're only gonna get better. And they still have $11 million in cap space, more than this year, next year. So, they're gonna need to, uh, they're gonna need to re-sign some free agents. I mean, maybe they keep Robert Quinn around. Maybe they keep Fletcher Cox another year. Maybe James Bradbury. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Marcus Epps, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Who are you going to keep around? They have they have options. Miles Sanders. That's a big free agent. They got a lot of guys on the on the upcoming uh, future. But I I don't I don't necessarily see the Eagles as a team that's going to fall off. I think they're well built, solid built team, and they'll be around for years to come. The New York Giants are going to re-sign Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones more than likely. If Saquon didn't resign, I would be shocked. I would be stunned. I would be very, very upset. But I also would understand if he really wants his payday and someone else is willing to pay him. I would understand. That being said, I think Jones and I think Barkley have a connection. I think that this Giants team is special. And I think that the squad that we have right now is a really good foundation to build from for the future. The Giants have $58 million in cap space in uh, 2023. This will be huge when it comes to signing our free agents and building our roster, and I think we really have a good shot at being uh, deep playoff contenders next year. Regardless of what happens this year, this team has overperformed with a very limited roster, and I see no reason why they couldn't do the same thing uh, next year with a better roster. So as far as the NFC East goes... Look out, because there is no team in this division right now that I think has any glaring weaknesses that cannot be overcome in the near future. I would say Washington maybe not having their, their starting quarterback figured out 100% would be the biggest issue. But even so, they have a very good roster. You plug someone in there, I mean, this will probably never happen, but if you, you plug someone like Lamar Jackson in there... Oh my god, man, like that is a fucking great team. Like seriously, I do not sleep on these guys. Washington, Philly, Dallas, New York. I, you know, I know I'm a Giants fan. I'm very biased, but I think these are all good teams. Do not sleep on the East. NFC beast for years to come, with any luck. Sorry for any rain sounds that may have been heard. It was just raining. I had my window open recently. Closed the window, so hopefully the audio is a bit better. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers did not give away his jersey. <gasps> oh no, he's retiring. He's leaving. Blah blah. I mean, really? Come on, everybody. Come on. He does this shit every year. Aaron Rodgers is making a lot of fucking money, taking up a lot of cap space over the next couple of years. If anything, Aaron Rodgers will play for another team. I can't see him retiring. I cannot see Aaron Rodgers retiring right now. I mean, if he retired, that would be a travesty because he can still play at a very high level. I think he likes the control he has in Green Bay. I think he likes the players around him in terms of uh, young talent. I think he, he, he wants this team to be at a position to win. But he looks like he's just been throwing caution to the wind. I don't think he really cares what happens necessarily in Green Bay. If he retires, I don't think it'll be for good. I see another Brett Favre. I see a, a retire, then come out of retirement and play for another team or or just skip around the league for a little while. I might see... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he stepped away from Green Bay. I would be surprised in the sense that people have been talking about him stepping away for years now, and he hasn't. If this was the time to step away, I mean, really... I guess all I gotta say is Aaron Rodgers. What a fucking career. I mean, great player for a long time. Probably one of the best throwers of the football in history. A shame he couldn't win a Super Bowl with Devonta. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, you might want to call this a hot take. I'm predicting it right now. Aaron Rodgers, I could see him in Vegas. I could see him turning up in Vegas. I could see him taking control of the Mark Davis uh, mind. And I could see him saying, hey, Mark... I want to play for this team. I want to be here. I want to win. I want to win with Devonte. I want to be an Oakland. Uh, excuse me. I want to be a Vegas Raider, and I want to kick some ass doing it. Derek Carr was not the answer. Aaron Rodgers may be. Aaron Rodgers is volatile. Aaron Rodgers is scary with the football. Aaron Rodgers can turn the fuck up at a moment's notice. I think Vegas needs some of that energy. I think you put Aaron Rodgers in Vegas and you will either get a disaster of a team that the likes of the NFL could never have anticipated or you will get probably the most electric offense in NFL history with Rodgers to Devontae. If Josh Jacobs sticks around, we'll wait and see on that. But this is a really, really interesting year for Vegas considering their quarterback situation. Do not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers goes to Vegas. Rodgers in Green Bay, I really liked Rodgers in Green Bay in terms of talent. I think he developed a lot of receivers. He developed Devontae from the ground up. He, he's a tough, a tough personality, but he's an excellent quarterback, and he knows how to win. It would be the end of an era. It would be sad. Rodgers, I hope whatever you do, you, you do it well, because I know a lot of the league is plotting against you. I know a lot of people want to see Rodgers give up. I want a lot of people want him to retire. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers retire. He can still play. If Brady's still playing, Rodgers should be playing. As far as I'm concerned, maybe not in Green Bay. Maybe Jordan Love takes over in Green Bay. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to want to step away so easily though. So let's just cool it. Let's cool it for now. I don't think Rodgers is done just yet. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. But honestly, they say it every year. I still would be a little surprised if he left.